You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, we can't play any worse than that, I don't think. I mean, it's my first game. Maybe we can. Let's get back to BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Tuesday. And joining us right now on the guest line, Michael Felder in the bleachers on Twitter, one of our favorite guests on college football. And, Michael, we got to start with it. I mean, you owned it. You talked about it. We're, we all have these moments. But I thought it was fun, the back and forth. You and Florida fans leading into the game. And then we had the game itself. Although it was one of the games of the weekend, Florida and Utah. What was your biggest takeaway other than Florida fans from that game? Because what we noticed this morning in the markets, the Anthony Richard Heisman number has dropped, I mean, precipitously. We're talking about 60-1 to 1 to 18-1. to 1. Your biggest takeaway, big picture from Florida, Utah. Uh, they should, they, they're in good hands. Billy Napier did a really good job. He kind of built the perfect sandbox is the way that I've described it. Like he didn't ask them to extend themselves. It wasn't too, it was it's kind of a Goldilocks situation, right? Not too big, not too small, just right. Is that Goldilocks? Is that right? That's Goldilocks, right? Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> the yeah. Not too big, not too small. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So yeah. He didn't ask them to make, he didn't ask them to make too many big plays. He didn't ask him to just play small ball. He kind of fit right in the middle again. He built that perfect sandbox. Uh, Utah had it on their racket, right? This is a team. Like, let's not act like Florida blew them out. Let's not act like Florida dominated them. Um, the best <laughs> offense in that game was Utah's offense. Um, defensively, Utah could not tackle Anthony Richardson. Didn't look like they wanted to tackle him at times, which was a problem. And I, 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 they seemed to ignore him half of the time of the game. And I was like, you do know that this guy can run. That's the best thing that he does. But I love the fact that if you go back and you run through the numbers, I rewatched the game yesterday, and the biggest thing for me was, again, to go back to that sandbox analogy, they never he, – he made sure they played in that sandbox. He made sure they stayed in there. No throws over 20 yards, right? The longest pass play was 23 yards. They did not – they had designed quarterback runs that looked like reads. They had reads that they – had, they had gives that looked like they were going to be reads. They, he, he didn't ask him to do a lot. He asked him to do what he was good at and what he was comfortable with. And a comfortable Anthony Richardson, I was talking to George Whitfield last night, comfortable Anthony Richardson becomes an incredibly dynamic player because he doesn't have to worry about what's going to happen to him. He, like, it's, it's the, the, whole, the whole idea of I'm not trapped in here with you, you're trapped in here with me. And that's what he, that's what he was able to do. Obviously, we saw the long run that he was able to, to, to score on where no, they just – it's like they forgot that you had to play contain on a guy that can that can run like a four four forty and weighs two hundred and forty pounds. So it's it was wild. But um, again, three red zone trips out of Utah with only six points. You can't win football games that way. Uh, kudos to Florida's defense for closing out the game instead of taking us to overtime. I appreciate that. 
But yeah, it's, it's one of those things that it happens. I thought that Utah had a great opportunity. They just couldn't capitalize on it. And, and a lot of that has to do with what Billy Napier is setting up. So this is a great start for Florida in, in the Napier era. So, Michael, we live in the point spread world, the great equalizer in sports. And if you bet on Notre Dame, that thing was never, ever in doubt. Like a little dicey at the very end, but... I will say it kind of seemed like Freeman was playing to cover the spread, keep the alums happy a little bit at the end there. But uh, what, what was your takeaway here? Was it more disappointment in Ohio State? Or do you look on the Irish side, Freeman, year number one, you go to Columbus and you keep it close. I know you don't score in the second half, but are, are you more optimistic on that side or are you more down on the Buckeyes after that one? I'm not down on either one of these teams. I'm pretty optimistic on both of them. So – Here's why. So let's start with Notre Dame. Notre Dame, their defensive line is going to cause problems for a lot of teams. I went through Notre Dame's schedule, and who else can do what Ohio State did to them on their schedule? Not, not, one, not one single team, with the exception of Clemson, right? Everyone else on that schedule, they're going to be able to get off offensively, which means they're going to score more than 10 points, which means they're going to be in a different football game than, than trying to hold on and stop Ohio State from getting to the end zone. So I'm not down on them at all. I think that obviously in Buckner, it seemed like he was a little dinged up, maybe an ankle or something. And when he's healthy, he'll be able to run and be a little bit more mobile, cause some problems. But every team, with the exception of Clemson, and that includes USC. And I know they had a bunch of pick sixes, but you're not going to continue to get those pick sixes, pick sixes consistently. Uh, we saw that last year with Iowa. They started hot with those, and then they kind of t- tapered off. So I'm high on Notre Dame. I love them. I think this is a team that should stay in the top ten. When the AP poll comes out, I believe, today around lunchtime, uh, when that happens, they, they better still be in the top ten. So that's one. Two, um, I'm super – I'm not worried about Ohio State's offense. You lose Jackson Smith and Jigba. Trevion Henderson did not have a really good game either. Uh, we saw a little bit of, of, of the, uh, the Williams kid, uh, Mayan Williams. So I think that they're going to be fine. They'll fix themselves. As, as uh, a friend of mine said, imagine, imagine, if you're, if, imagine if Nolan Ryan had to beat you without his fastball, right, which is what Jackson Smith and, and Jigba hit. Imagine if he had to beat you without his fastball and he still won. Maybe he gave up a, a dinger or two, but at the end of the day, he still got the dub. He's, he'll, he'll be okay. And I think Ohio State's the same way. They're going to be okay. And then three, are you not excited about this Ohio State defense? Like, how can you not yeah. be excited about this Ohio State defense? It's a completely different – it's a complete, It's conceptually completely different from the defense they've played for well over a decade through different coordinators, through Kerry Coons, through Everett Withers, through all these guys. A completely different defense and it's aggressive it's forward facing they don't have to have a joey bosa a nick bosa a chase young they don't have to have that guy now anybody can be the guy tommy eichenberg had two and two two sacks they come from everywhere and they put pressure on the quarterback and they change the picture for the quarterback and what we saw on saturday night was real-time buy-in from the buckeyes they were they were tacit. They were pass. They were passive, and there was a tacit buy-in early in the first quarter, right? Which is why we saw plays get made by Notre Dame, and then we saw them fully lean in to what Jim Knowles wants them to do, which is play man coverage. And then when we flip man to zone, make it look like man until the last minute, and we're going to confuse them. And over the course of the game, they got stronger, and they're only going to get better the more they do it. So. I think Ohio State's still in the national championship picture. I'm not ready to switch my picks because I still pick Ohio State to win the national championship. But I will say this. I think Georgia's a very intriguing team because they're doing all the stuff that I want them to do now. 
And that was exactly my next question. The way Georgia just dismantled Oregon, I wanted to ask you, what is your top three? You just kind of answered it, but did Georgia not change your mind a little bit? They made me very hopeful. And this is, and I guess I want Georgia fans to understand this. When I say I want to see more out of Georgia, it is not about what the explosive plays, quote unquote, look like. It's about air yards. And what we saw were more air yards out of Stetson Bennett than with the exception of what, the Missouri game? And I don't care what you do against Missouri because they're not very good. We saw more air yards out of Bennett. We saw more targets to Darnell Washington. We actually saw Eric Arik Gilbert get in the game, which is nice. I know the next, next thing I know is I, the only thing I want now is for them to throw him the football. But I think Eric Gilbert obviously has to earn it, earn Kirby's trust to get targets. So that's going to be interesting. Took Darnell, Darnell Washington two years to earn the trust so that in year three he can get you know more than one target in a football game. But the big key for me is, they're, they want to be da- they seem like they want to be dangerous, and that's all I've asked. All I want, I look at Georgia and I'm like, they could be even better, and that's the scary, like that's the scary part. Is I look at the Georgia team last year and I'm like, this team could be even better, and so that's not a knock on them. They won a championship. I'm saying they could be even better, and this year I think they're even better because whether it's some combination of wanting to make a splash on the big stage or understanding that defensively. We still have to get our guys up to speed, even though they did look good defensively. But when you play an Oregon team that, I guess, whew, I didn't expect Oregon's office to be that bad. And obviously, Bo Nix, but the whole deal. But their inability to create explosive plays and, 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 and the, they, they kind of just went into a shell. And if you got to drive, because they drove the ball against Georgia several times. They didn't capitalize in the red zone, but they drove the ball several times. And, but if it takes you 11 plays to score a touchdown, it's going to be really hard. And the same thing goes for Notre Dame as well. And the same thing goes for Utah, especially if you don't capitalize on those drives, which is what we saw from Notre Dame, which is what we saw from Utah. And then obviously we saw uh, in a big way with Oregon because Georgia kept capitalizing because Georgia kept stretching the field. And I love that about them. So for me, I think that I think Georgia, I think Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State are going to continue to live in the same world. Ohio State didn't look as good as those other two teams in week one, but also they lost their best, their best player and, or their, you can call C.J. Stroud the best player. They're also the second best player, either way. But I think I think all three of those defenses look like they're ready to rock and roll. And then we'll go from what we'll go from what we get offensively because I think I think all three are now. I think now Georgia's stepping into that realm with those two teams in terms of let's go out, let's make plays, let's score forty a game. And if they have that mentality, they're going to be an absolute nightmare. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael, take us through your emotions, your thoughts watching Appalachia State, North Carolina. I mean, the craziest day, game of week one. And then moving forward, App State now at Texas A&M this week. 17 and a half point dogs uh, against uh, A&M this weekend. 
are you more or less likely to be in on them after what we just saw this past Saturday? I am. I think App State's going to be all right. They got a great run game with Nate Noel. Um, this is, I can't remember the third guy's name because they got Cameron Peoples, Nate Noel. They brought in the third guy, and he also made plays number four. So that was fantastic for them. And is it Brewington or something like that? But either way, here's the point. Going through that football game, first I thought it was going to be a blowout. Like, I'm going to take you through my roller coaster. I was like, oh, wow, they're going to blow UNC out. Okay, great, fantastic. I don't have to worry about this game anymore. Then UNC battles back. And then UNC goes up. And I was talking to uh, talking to my buddy talking to a guy, Joe Julio, in Raleigh, and he goes, I said, hey, man, you're right. UNC, more talent. They're blowing out App State. They're up by – I think they were up by 17 or 21 to go into the fourth quarter. And then App State scores five touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And I was like, what is happening? And then we get to this overtime, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And I truly – I'm going to be honest with you. I work in this space. I try to cover this space. I'm still, like, not sure of what the overtime rules actually are. Is it, like, the first overtime you can kick a field goal, the second overtime you have to go for two, and then then yeah. it's after the second overtime where you have to go for two, then it's just two-point conversions all the time. I, like, I think that's right, but I'm not 100%. Like, if you've gone to my head, I'm not sure if that's the right answer, but that's the answer that I'm going to write down because it seemed crazy in the Houston-UTSA game. I was like, how are they back on offense? I don't understand what's happening. So – it was all weird. So, but no, for UNC, it was that. It was the, the App State comeback. App State had the game on their hands. A better throw from Chase Bryce, and we're talking about App State as a winner in that ball game. And I wonder what the, if, if App State – let me ask, you guys know this better than I do. If App State actually wins that game, what does the line look like against A&M versus them losing because they missed the two points to tie it up again? That's a good question. I, I, so I don't think it changes all that much. I, I couple really points, don't. Maybe? 17 and maybe a half. Maybe a to... point. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a point. And the North Carolina number is has actually gone down. That opened eight and a half against Georgia State. And now we're sitting at uh at seven and a half. So I, I don't think it changes all that much. Um, Michael, Alabama, Texas. How do how do we uh there's so much to react to with week number one. How do, how do we bury the lead here? This is a game that a lot of people are going to be talking about. Uh, the line has moved up to 20 and a half. Bama is favored. I, I heard a bookmaker uh, say that, uh, he's been doing this a long time, that this Alabama team is the highest rated team he's ever had. Uh, <laughs> is, is he wrong? I mean, they could have won by 70-something if they wanted to against Utah State. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's. He's very close to hitting the nail on the head. I don't. There's a couple other teams that I think I probably like better, uh, and there's other teams. There's a couple teams pre 2014, pre 2015, that I think would benefit from this type of an offense, which they didn't have the opportunity to do. So I would. I would love to see the the 2009 or the 2012 teams play in this offense versus the offense they played in, which was like hand the ball off a lot and then just throw to one guy. But the the, the interesting thing for me is. I mean, Quinn, I, listen, I, I'm friends with Max Brown. Max Brown was at USC. He played in that USC-Alabama game where Alabama just came out and stomped the mud, just beat the wheels off of them. And he said it was a different – once he got on the field, it was a different world. And Texas is about to experience it. And Sark, I know he mm-hmm. coached at Alabama. I wonder what he – what do you think Sark is telling his kids right now? What do you think he's telling those young men in that locker room? Is he like, hey, man – we're going to go out there. Things are going to happen very fast. You are going to get punched in the mouth. 
you got to make sure you've got a towel to wipe the blood up, and then you got to stand up and do it again. And it just is – this is going to be hard. It's a hard – this is a hard game for Texas. I don't know – there's no magical formula for Texas to keep this game close. They have to play good defense. This is a team that they're going to need to – they're going to need to play good defense. And we spent so much time talking about Quinn Ewers and what he brings to the table and what can he do and what's just – what's going to happen here. But the reality is – can they get to the quarterback? Are they going to be able to touch Bryce Young? Can you touch Bryce Young? Can you touch him? Can you be disrupted? That's the question here. And then the other part is, which is crazy, Bryce Young ran for 100 yards. Is that right? Ran for 100 yards? He never does that. Like, it's, it's going to be absurd and obscene to see what happens because they're going to make sure I, he's going to feed Jameer Gibbs. He's going to feed Jason mm-hmm. McClellan. And then we're going to see uh, what's the other guy, Jamarian Miller. We're, I, we'll probably see him a little bit earlier than we expect to. And Bryce Young ran for a hundred yards. He never does that. This is a guy that focused. He takes a he makes a point to not run, and then he ran for a hundred yards. So I think we're we're looking at a different animal. Listen, I I think that this is going to be another game where I think we're going to see Texas just get mauled. And he did it on 20 yards a pop, too, Bryce Young. Five carries, 100 yards. Michael Felder will catch up soon, talking some college football. Joe Ojo, Jaron Hawks on the other side. Derek Stevens, owner, Circa Casino in Las Vegas on the Circa Survivor and Circa Millions. He joins us next on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 